wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. My glow up, my glow up for real. I'm on my way to over 50,000 downloads. I'm just excited about everything that's going on with my podcast. I'm adding new followers. I'm adding more downloads. One of my down, one of my episodes has like over 400 downloads. And I know people that have been in the game for a while, they're like, well, I get 4,000 downloads per episode or 40,000 or for a million. I'm not quite there yet. But I'm thinking I'm well on my way, and it's just exciting that I have people really, really interested in what I have to say. Ongoing, my hustle is just getting started, and I'm excited about what is to come and what my future looks like. That's the opening bars to right here. That is the 90s group, super group, SWV. And it's just a sampling of all of the uh, songs that I am going to be playing on my Ride Home with Tenfro tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I'm highlighting the groups in this go go around. Um, SWV, I start with Fuji's because... Lauren Hill is probably and arguably, not arguably, the uh, one of the greatest R&B singers of the 90s. Um, I loved her in Fuji's. I loved her in, um, oh, uh, Sisters, Sister Acts, um, too. Um, she really starred and made that show. Her voice is distinct and wonderful. Um, but... The style, and I remember the group, the quartet that sung in that, which was headed by her. And at that time, she, I think she was in her early 20s or was she a teenager? And she basically stole the show, but she was already a mega superstar uh, of Haitian descent from Miami. And I loved I love her voice. I love her music as well as Climax. Um, there's SWV Heavy um, and, oh, what was the other group? Oh, of course, Destiny's Child and TLC. I think I did not add TLC on, I hope I did. I'm going to probably have to eat uh, hat to the back. Um, and they are one of the greatest uh, merge and fusion of R&B and hip hop. Uh, when you think about it, 
And I just realized that all of the groups that I've included in this week's uh, Drive Home have one thing in common. Of course, they're all girls, but I think they all, to a certain extent, not only were they um, uh, influenced by each other, uh, oh my God, in Vogue, I forgot to mention them too. Not only were they influenced by each other, um, they were also um, influenced by different genre, genres of music. For example, SWV um, had one of the uh, the granddaddy now of hip hop, Snoop. They collaborated on with him on a track, and it is wild that not only did they have uh, medical issues like um, what was it? Not Left Eye who ended up dying tragically in Costa Rica. T-Boz with her sickle cell anemia. I wonder how she's doing now. Um, but also mental illness, depression, um, just being brutalizing, uh, abused by the um, uh, music industry and industry in general. They all had issues. Oh, why didn't I have salt and pepper up here? Because they were mostly hip hop, but they I did include the collaboration What a Man uh with in Vogue. But they all later on after they broke up and got back together again, they all have spoken about um their issues uh with the abuse suffered within the industry and their own relationships their own mental health struggles. And I think how they've come over and gotten to the other side is a story and a testament and why they made such great music. It was hard for them to stay together uh, because of these struggles, but when they were together, and even like, for example, in Vogue, and of course the great Beyonce, um, they did great things when they were apart and they were, but we were all entertained and blessed by their talent. And that's why uh, this has become one of my favorite parts of my podcast because I get to reflect on these super groups. And as always, shoot me, drop me a line in the comments uh, or go directly to um, I Want My Daddy's Records, my iTunes list, or just pop into my show, which will start probably between 4 and 4.15 on Mondays on AMP, and just vibe to the music and just let me know uh, what music I should add or could add. The climax and what gave me the idea was because of my good friend from Mississippi, Yvonne. I hope she will have the time to... Um, log in and groove to the music. So on to more pressing things. Do you guys realize how hard it is? Or I don't know if it's really hard or is as a middle-aged person, I make it hard when I am not so into going outside. I've realized in the last several weeks just how cut off I am when I even realize how my dog acts around when she's around real people. How normal 
she acted and she knew she was a dog and now she's very much like her owner i'm very antisocial i don't go anywhere and now as we are going in to the third year of the panorama pro v that i'm even more unsocialized but i want contact but i just also still don't want to be bothered um now that my podcast is getting more listens and i'm trying to figure out and come up with a formula of what i want to talk about and research i started looking up crazy cups club stories because i do that um I inherited like a thousand plus records from my father uh, he used as a DJ. Um, I'm really proud about that segment of the show, but I'm also looking at other things that middle-aged men and women would also be interested in, especially middle-aged women. And the dating scene or relationships just in general are one of those things that I am wanting to figure out more of um i could make stuff up but or i could just go to reddit or medium and look up interesting stories to comment on for the listening order audience because this is like ten fro was reading but also i believe that because i'm doing it as part of popular culture and quarks bar <coughs> i wonder if i actually went out into a club or a bar would they also be talking about these things too and I honestly believe that they would and last week I talked about the toxic person um, that is almost like they're revenge dating I'm also followed up on this story about ghosting I mean when I was younger I was ghosted um, I don't know or I don't care to know being stood up or ghosted um, at this age what would that actually mean um, but ghosting is when you get radio silence and you really don't know uh, why and it seems to have bothered someone um, because Top Not 78 wrote why did you ghost someone and it reads in total. We all should know by now that no matter how hard we try or how badly we want to know, it's impossible to know why someone ghosted us. Chances are, if you're out here long enough, it will happen to you. It happened to me when I was younger. Since I don't go anywhere, nobody's asked me out. I wouldn't, I haven't had it happen to me recently, I guess. Chances are you've done it to someone yourself. Here's what I'm wondering. Why did you do it? What are the circumstances? Did the person reach out for an explanation? Did you eventually respond or ignore and or block them? What feelings do you have about doing this to someone? This is, and then they said, I'll go first. I dated a guy briefly who, when we had sex for the first time, wow, he had trouble maintaining an erection. It didn't bother me and I tried to re redirect to other things, but he had a full on meltdown. Since this is from the dating over 40, we're going to have to break this up in two. 
uh, parts because the first is erectile dysfunction. He had trouble maintaining an erection. It didn't bother me and I tried to blah, blah, blah. Like froze up and couldn't even make eye contact full of shame and self-hatred in the days following. All our text interactions led back to that night. He couldn't let it go and was really awkward. I simply stopped responding and he never reached out again. I did not feel great about it, but I really had no idea what to say. He was already in a weird mental place. He never reached out either, so I figured he got it. I have not done it to anyone since. And then... And then Hungry Industry 9817 said, guy I have been seeing for four years told me he could not handle my breast cancer scare. So I just stopped talking to him. Oh, dude, that sucks. Well, he sucks. All that sucks. And some of the other comments are good for you. He sounds like a different form of cancer. Hope you're well. And it goes on and on like that. But let's break this down. Erectile dysfunction to me... It's, I don't want to minimize it, but it appears to be a serious issue. A lot of insurances won't pay for prostheses, but they'll pay for pharmacologic intervention. Um, let's just start there. And it, it's a hit to the psyche, but it's a real issue. And it's prevalent in men over 40 for a wide variety of reasons. It could be organic where they have some type of art, arterial issue or it could be secondary to uh, medications that they're on. It could be secondary to, they also have prostate issues and they now are impotent after either a prostatectomy or even some of the other less invasive, um, the other less invasive uh, procedures. So it could be for a variety of reasons or it could possibly just not have ever worked. Um, I dated someone that was, he basically turned, I believe he turned 40 while we were dating. And I remember it was a real issue. He couldn't maintain the erection and it was sporadic, but it was actually an issue. And this was when I was in my early 30s. So now I'm thinking, what other issues besides true illness and how would I respond to it? It's, it feels as if this guy couldn't deal with the issue, although the woman said she thought she could handle it. But it seems like the dude that actually was affected by erectile dysfunction had, and that's why she ghosted him. And on the flip side of that, this other person, Hungry Industry 9817, basically had a breast cancer scare and dude couldn't, it seems like, dude couldn't handle her because, or it could be a him, because men can get breast cancer. Usually they get pretty aggressive breast cancer, but whatever the illness this person couldn't handle the for better or for worse and sickness and in health. And this is only dating. So does this look like not only do we get a bunch of complaining people that have been worn out by time and circumstance, but they don't want to go through anything. So I think 
if anything ever happened to me, being ghosted is also a high probability. And also, I don't know, because I was with this dude for over a year. And again, it seems like he had a condition that he mentally, that the person that got ghosted, but I may have to ghost them if they can't get over it. If you have an illness that I'm saying doesn't really bother me, but we just keep coming back to it because you can't handle it. Oh yeah, I'm going to have to shut that shit down. And I don't know what illness that would cause someone to ghost me. What I'm going to ask this to the audience, and I'll put this in the extended podcast notes. I'm interested in finding out why you've ghosted someone and is breast cancer or any type of serious illness worth ghosting someone? No judgment. I won't use your name. I'm just interested in finding out that people that at this stage in our life, is there a reason or an illness that would cause you to ghost someone? Hit me up at tinfroisreading at gmail.com or just leave the comments in the at the end of the blog or wherever you listen to this podcast. I wish this part of the show could get shorter, but it's not because we still got Herschel Walker in the race. They are, meaning the Republicans, are so bent on getting control of the Senate. in black conservatives in charge or control of the Senate that they're willing to absolutely willing to allow a derelict liar woman abuser to get control or to get the seat in the Senate. They are unwilling to vote what's right in just for control. We got black conservatives in Georgia. Shelly Winter, who's a black conservative radio host in ATL as well as Macau, Bartholomew, Shaka Cox, and Amanda McGee, who are willing to, even though they know this guy's a derelict, but they're still willing to support him and at all costs. They know he's a liar. They know he's crazy. They know he got CTE, but they're still going to support him. When all the other black people are like, nah, son, we can't do that. And that's why I have to add four more people in addition to the usual suspects, 
like Kanye West because these fools are, they don't seem to be as psychologically disturbed as Kanye. Kanye needs to be Baker Act. He really does. There's something wrong with this brother. He needs a true and full evaluation. And I've been saying that for a while. Before he runs up on the wrong person, like George Floyd's family, because that's the latest bullshit that he's talking now. Um, I'm also going to add Candace Owens. Um, I think I made her donkey of the day before, but her little skinny, stupid butt. He's fitting. They come and roll around somewhere else with some White Lives Matter uh, shirts on. The bras are going to forget he is a legend and an icon, and he's going to get got. He may get got by some rap Negro because they're just tired of him popping off and saying this crazy stuff. They're not going to give him the grace um, that most people that recognize that this brother is clearly manic, clearly is either under-medicated or on no medications. And he's saying some really reckless stuff. I want him to just not talk. I want him, I just really want Kanye to get help. But the people like Candace Owens and these black conservatives basically can't understand how you can be pro-choice and um, uh, and a reverend is because I believe Christianity in its purest form is a democracy. You get to make a choice. Either you come to Jesus or don't, right or wrong. What is the question for you? He's allowing the individual to be decisive and to make an informed decision. And he really realized you're going to come. He's like the ultimate. I think uh, Raphael Warnock is the ultimate um, missionary. And that's why people, I'm sure um, his followers um, at the Abyssinia follow him because he makes sense. He can tell you what's right and what we should not do, but he, it's your, it's going to ultimately, it's going to be your choice. And I'm also seeing, he's probably also like me, that people that have, that are clearly not ready to have a child for a variety of reasons. He sees the wages of poverty and domestic violence. Um, and he, why some people make the hardest decision of their life, because they're just really not ready for motherhood. And then we also got these conservative fools that are making it even more difficult to have, to even get access to birth control. And, and it's just really amazing that they are all pro-life uh, before the kid comes. This is what um, the Mercedes character um, says um, on P Valley. Then they get basically goats. I just talked about that. An unplanned pregnancy, if it's unwanted, that's a reason for a lot of men to also ghost people. But when you're my age and you're menopausal, if you don't got the equipment, that's not an issue. But what we also see at the highest rates of HIV infection is in women and men my age. Go figure. 
when it's hard to get condoms or they cost out of because it's not covered by most payers. And I can't imagine it's getting harder and harder to make a decision to have a safe medical procedure. And I th don't think you can have it both ways. Black Republican or a black conservative Republican is a contradiction in terms since that particular party is synonymous with racism. I don't understand, especially in this country, and unless you don't think you're black or that those issues don't apply to you and that these same white people give a damn about your black ass, that doesn't make any sense. And that's one of the reasons why people end up on my donkey of the weak list because a lot of what they say does not make sense from the perspective of an African-American in this country. So that's why I'm going to have to keep all of them on the list because they keep popping off and they need to go sit down somewhere. That's just my two cents worth. So I find this rich. I am currently literally wedged between two obese people on my flight. This is absolutely not acceptable or okay. If fat people want to be fat, fine. But is it something else entirely when I'm stuck between you with your arm rolls on my body for three hours? Who do you think this is? And she's demanding reparations for her her injury, her um, her trouble. What exactly is reparations, y'all? It's defined as making amends, offering expiation, or giving satisfaction for wrong or injury. Something done or given as amends or satisfaction. The most blatant reparations that were paid, were levied, and are still being paid is what is being paid to Holocaust victims starting in the 1950s. It appears that some of these survivors, even as close as 2019, where there were still almost a half a minute Jewish Holocaust survivors that, sur that were still living, could get anywhere between two and three Gs a month from the German company and the government. And I don't think that that is enough for the horror that they suffered. Also, um, the reason the Treaty of Versailles that imposed heavy reparations and restrictions on Germany, I believe goes back um, to World War One, and that created what became Hitler uh, because he got pissed off and blamed the Jews for it. Dial up to the reparations that were paid and that were levied by France against Haiti when they got their independence that plagued them with generational poverty um, that they still experience today. More even more recently than that is the reparations that everyone has 
thought that is owed to the descendants of slaves in this country. I say all of that to say is this came, this is complete Karen that basically demands this. And I think it's rich that from the her pictures, it is obvious that the two women that are sitting next to her are African American and they're and I also take dark skinned African Americans. And I really just am floored that there are no protections for us. This woman is talking reckless on the internet. I bet I bet she didn't say this shit. I bet she took one, I think she took the pictures. Either she took it surreptitiously, um, or she waited till these women were asleep. Because the it appears that this hoe took a picture of these women, these women, and I'm looking at the shirt. I think that they are, that she doesn't mind body shaming them, and she also is stupid. Dr. Sidney Watson, you need to be dragged. You also need to stop with this obvious reverse body shaming and body images, because the only people that deserve reparations and have a case for reparation because you think your white ass, it's okay to speak reckless about these women. It, it, and again, it is obvious that these women could not have known what you actually took these pictures and that you actually um, saying this reckless stuff online. This is a time where they could either stab you or smother you in your sleep by just sitting on your obviously skinny ass. And if it was your real doctor, you need to just pay for the upgrade to get, it depends on what flight you're on. I see the red and black, but I don't know if this is Delta or not. Pay for the business seat, pay for the um, super premium, either book your flight, sooner so you could get your choice of a window seat or just fly first class bitch and stop body shaming these women you need to be banned because this is bullying this type of language this is like the type of shit besides you and Kanye this is why you need to get banned and you can't be talking reckless and you can't be complaining and using what should be owed to us just because your skinny white ass got a middle seat and you couldn't change seat, couldn't get an upgrade or couldn't afford to get, to, could not afford um, to get first class. Screw you and your skinny ass, your skinny underfed ass and this trip. I wish they would find you and basically sit and smother you because that's exactly what you deserve. How are you going to talk reckless about these women? How dare you? How dare you? And it's also one of the reasons why I don't fly because number one, I ain't got nowhere to go and I ain't got nowhere to go fast. I prefer to drive my big bubba truck, pack what I want, stop when I want, um, and then use the spray that I want because I can't stand people making this type of judgment on somebody 
And how dare you? Her name is Sydney Watson. Y'all need to check out and drag her ass. And she also, I need to report the post because this is bullying. You can't be talking reckless and talking about people and body shaming people. That's, it has to be some type of violation of service. And no, you ain't getting no reparations because you are underfed and skinny. You need to go sit down somewhere. And if you work somewhere and whoever does your HR sees that you posting this crazy shit, this is the kind of shit that can get you um, fired. I'm just saying. So uh, whoever or wherever she works, y'all need to pull it, pull this mess up and get she needs to get got for real, for real. HR, wherever she works, whatever school, she needs to be censured and possibly fired. And that makes me think that I'm going to have to follow up um, on this because this is a case where whoever Sydney Watson works for, if she's not self-employed, they need to look at what Herb's um, talking recklessly on social media. And this is a perfect case for why you need to basically close or privatize your account because you this is how you can talk yourself out of your own blessing by talking recklessly online girl bye wakanda forever i'm still looking forward to that dropping um i'm probably not going to come back to virginia doing november but i kind of want to because i don't want the issue is because I'll be going through the mountains during that period of time, the idea of being on the road in the middle of an ice storm, it's so not cool for me. But I also know that I wouldn't be able to come back probably until my sister starts the rest of her treatments up again in next year. So I may just bite the bullet and come back for that last time before I can come back in January. And I just am excited about being able to come back. I think I was kind of off today because I realized that I basically should have been hanging out with people before today, like um, yesterday, but I only went out like one time um, to be with my sister. And I was so off today. I actually took a um, COVID test, which was negative. But I'm finding that it's just really hard that I basically internalized a lot of my unease with my day job. And it was the worst simply because I internalized it, but I had at my disposal people that could allow me to talk it through even more so than my um, therapist. Cause I can't like roll up on my therapist's house and have donuts and coffee. I had a little glimpse of that when I hung out with my nephew. Um, and it was definitely that when I hung out with my aunt today, I liked the idea of eating some smothered pork chops from Berkeley, Berkeley's market. 
because I because that's like a Sunday meal and it was just so good with top rice and brown gravy. It was absolutely the bomb. And I miss those things. Although I like where I live and I love my house in Tennessee, I still don't feel as connected when I'm actually there as I am here. And I think that's what it's all about, me coming to visit. I had to come visit on some whack circumstances, but at the same time, um, I wouldn't give up this time for anything. And I have so much other time to like, tonight, the Cowboys are going to be playing the uh, Philadelphia Screegles. And I can't understand why, again, why Opie Taylor is leading them, has led them to victory. And even if Dak comes back tonight, it's going to be quarterback controversy because he was kind of screwing up even before he got hurt. Um, I also will or be re-watching probably in the next couple of days because I have to stop watching um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta because I found out that watching those people while out put me into kind of a big funk. I'm going to probably be re-watching um, P-Valley, the second, probably first and second season because I love that show and I'm really obsessed. I basically DM'd the intern and Katori Hall about when is the coffee table book coming out by Farah, who is both our fictitious, fictitious characters on that show. Um, but I did put <coughs> who would play which Powerpuff Girl from P-Valley. <coughs> I hope they do recast Autumn Night. Um, she's pretty, but there are other light-skinned um, pretty girls out there. I'm just saying. And the OG Mercedes going ham on the pole. That coffee book, it art um, coffee book, I definitely would buy that. Or uh, Uncle Clifford's fan and his bedazzled clear uh, face masks. Those are the kind of things that I know I would buy and they need to hurry up and get that stuff on the market. I am still watching House of the Dragon and main one of the main reasons I watch House of the Dragon is, is because the funny recap by the black guy who tips. Um, you can listen to it in total on Spotify and Crowdcast. This week's uh, recast was Big Mama Viserys. And for those nerds that are watching um, that or the show know that Viserys is actually the king. He actually dies at the end of last week's session. But it's we know that his death, the family is going to basically by default probably um, descend into chaos and out and out war. You got two uh, raping his oldest son and the middle son who got his eye cut out. And j even though he jack got the biggest dragon, he's he still just want to kill people for real, for real. So Rod and Karen talking about that is absolutely hysterical. I got the uh, podcast player in the, the extended notes, but you can actually... Uh, re-listen to it on Crowdcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, 
Jennifer Hudson's um, new daily talk show is still is delivering. Um, she had Laverne Cox on this, I believe this past Friday, had no idea that Laverne Cox is a trained opera singer and she blows it up. Again, beautiful rendition of a Pavarotti uh, uh, operatic piece. She sings it in a perfect soprano. It's wonderful. And you don't have to pull or twist J-Hud's arm to sing. But I'm glad Laverne Cox was ready and willing um, to perform beautiful rendition of the operatic uh, solo that she actually did. I'm also um, watching um, other fascinating um, shows, Abbott Elementary, and this week, Gregory, who's the black guy from Everybody Hates Chris, is uh, sent a kid um, to the principal office, and Ava doesn't have any discipline methods because she sucks at her job. But she does her suckiness in a very, very funny way. And I watched that episode today. And I think it actually comes on ABC on Thursdays. But I watched it um, on uh, Hulu, uh, Save to My Stuff. And today I'm rounding it all out. I'm probably going to stay up a little late. Um, a little late tonight. Um, because... The next episode of Real House of uh, Potomac is actually going to be, um, comes on at 8 o'clock. Kickoff for the Dallas game is at 8.20. I'll probably watch the kickoff and I'll probably just flip back and forth and watch it and then I'm going to go to sleep. But that actually also gets saved to my Hulu. If I don't watch all of it today, I'll probably watch it on Hulu tomorrow or whenever it drops. That, in addition to House of the Dragons, I got to watch that. But also, um, Monique Samuels, she was on um, Love and Marriage DC. Uh, she's married, was married to Chris Samuels, former uh, The Commanders. Uh, I think he, he was a defender. And... It was just obvious that she wanted out um, and she just basically was tired of being in a committed relationship. Who knew? But now it's been announced and it's official um, in the past seven hours that she has separated. And they were so cute together. Um, I'm actually kind of sad about that. But these shady hoes on um, Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac, and it's like nobody lives in Potomac. None of them. All of them are in the burbs. Or they sold their house, had to move to the burbs, and now they rent to have a rental house somewhere on the outskirts of the Potomac. I don't care. It Potomac Mills. I just, girl. I'm like, how is it none of these hoes are housewives and nobody live in Potomac, but they still on the show? Bravo, y'all can do better. But and then the Black Hamptons is definitely still uh not really a yay or nay, just a meh. I think they're trying too hard. I like the uh, matriarch of the major family, but man, it's, it is what it is. Y'all can watch it and say it has some redeeming 
uh, qualities, but the first four episodes that I've watched, I'm not all that impressed with it. And that is the basically the end of all my tragic podcast listening and TV watching. Now on to this Sunday's episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. I'll let y'all know with updates um, later on after I publish this episode or when this episode goes to press, I may actually have to do an addendum if something actually exciting happens or the Cowboys whip up on the undefeated um, Philadelphia Eagles, probably the best start in about 20 years. So I'm hopeful that they will, but I don't know, girl. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for the notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in, um, that are, and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolly messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.